to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, April 14th, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matap Shah Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And over yonder, making the magic happen here on a Friday, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid, subscribe, comment away. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Hats and and t-shirts and sweatshirts. <laughs> Some call them hoodies. Yeah. <laughs> Mugs. Zip-ups. No zip-ups. No, we don't but I call zip sweatshirts zip-ups, zip-up sweatshirts. You do? Yeah. Huh. Wait, what? I'm only if they have a zipper. Yeah, like you're calling. You're not calling that's this a, a zip up. That's a sweatshirt. This is zip up. But is it a hoodie? It's a sweatshirt. It's a hoodie. See, I think those yes. two maybe. Yes. yes, but not a zip up. No, not a zip up. Not, not a zipper to be found on this. But I do love the NBA. Plenty. I had to wear this for the playoffs this weekend. <laughs> love all the teams, all the games, all the action. I love the refs. Uh, check out yesterday's No Buffs podcast, recapping episode seven of Survivor Forty Four. Lots of talk about some new twists and the new control of vote advantage and salty <laughs> potato chips. <laughs> so check that out. If you are a Survivor fan, now is the perfect time to get in. All the crappy episodes of Survivor 44 are done. Yeah. They're all over. Bangers from here on out. That's right. Calling it now. Uh, it was all right. It was fun. We had a blast talking about it. Uh, and this weekend, in anticipation of Fast X, which is, uh, I don't know, weeks away of dropping, we're re-releasing... The next installment from our old summer podcast series, Fast Friends. And uh, this weekend, 2013's Fast and Furious 6. Mm. Fast Friends breaking it down. Uh, when are we going to drop this is the problem, JD? Because I believe right. we're going to have a little Saturday NBA podcast for the people out there recapping the playing games tonight and getting you all set for the action on the weekend. So I don't know. Do we post it after that? Do we post it on Sunday? <laughs> Oof, really tough. That's do we do it before? Uh, you're mm. saying a Friday night, fast friends? I don't know. Maybe like midnight or set it for 3 a.m. or something. Oh, midnight, West fast Coast. Friends? West Coast, Jeez, midnight. that's a good idea, I JD. Know. I think there's something there. Anyway, fast friends coming at you at some point this weekend. Keep your eyes and your ears peeled. Okay, on today's drop, Tass, you have Worst of the Week nominees. Some good ones. Yeah? Oh, yes. Absolutely. And a nice little surprise for you guys as well. Okay, okay. We have an old friend uh, making an appearance in Tweet of the Night. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. Right? A man we have spoke to many times. That's right, right. And uh, we will end this drop podcast with a little rapid fire fun. JD's got the questions this week. We'll have the answers here. But, guys, the NBA playoffs, they do start tomorrow. I know we got the play-in games tonight, but we already talked about those on yesterday's podcast. We all know the Bulls are going to win. <laughs> and then we're... Uh, yeah, absolute guarantee. <laughs> and then we're a little unsure who's going to win the Thunder Wolves. But look, we talked about them. Let's talk about the actual playoffs. Here is the Game 1 schedule on Saturday and Sunday. We start with Brooklyn-Philly, and then it's Hawks in Boston. Then it's Knicks-Cavs, and then the only Western Conference game there on Saturday... It's a doozy. It's Warriors in Sacramento on ABC. And then we got on Sunday, Lakers Grizz gets us started. Probably the Bulls versus the Bucks, Clippers Suns, and then uh, the winner of that final eighth seed in the West versus the Denver Nuggets. That is the uh, game that will cap us off there on the opening weekend. So I got a few questions for you guys. And for everybody joining us live and listening later, which game one are you most excited for and why? Task has started. Well, I'm starting on Saturday because I have the inability to look ahead, really. But Saturday, I'm just excited for 
Cavs Knicks, as I have been all season long, it just feels like a coin toss, number one. It feels like these two teams are better than a 4-5 or five seed. Some of the numbers say that in the Cavs, 51 wins. Yeah. One of only three teams out there to be both top 10 in offense and defense. Number one in point differential per possession. You like that stat? Wow. It's an important stat. It's a geeky stat. But uh, I think it will play through. Yeah, both teams, I think, yeah, better than their records. Not not a typical 4-5, but typical in that it could go either way. Mm. Also not typical in that you have really two superstars on either side. Is it too much to call Jalen Brunson a superstar? I'm okay with it. In this scenario, a couple of weeks ago, he dropped 48 against the Cavs. Mitchell had 42 in that game. Oh, yeah. uh, and it, it is a little premature to just throw that label out there because we do throw that label out there. But I am just really interested in can he keep up what he did last year before Luka Doncic came back in that series. Had a 41 in that those first three games, 32 points per game overall. So that battle, there's just so many battles in that series. Yeah, yeah so many freaking stars. And uh, Randall's star, very important, as we talked about in the preview. Yeah, just, just overall, Saturday, exciting. Oh, Saturday's looking nice. Yeah. I actually like the way it builds because, to me, uh, no offense, Sixers-Nets, the least interesting thus far series. Uh, no, I, hear, I hear you. Yep. I also don't think uh, Celtics versus Hawks is going to be a banger of a series. We'll see some high some highlights, but I'm really liking how it builds. Great, 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 great yep. games. Uh, to my personal choice for the game one I'm most excited for, Kings-Warriors, yeah. Saturday night. First yeah. Kings playoff game since some of our fans have been born. I would have to imagine, you know. There's got to be a 15-year-old out there. Watching no dunks. Seeing Tass wear a hat for the first time in a decade. <laughs> Can't believe it. Uh, it's going to be lit, no doubt, in Sacramento. Yep. They will be wanting to light that beam. I'm sure every king who has had a moment will be in the crowd uh, somehow, some way. They're obviously going up against the Warriors team, who is the defending champions and kind of the big brother to the Sacramento Kings. It's easy to forget now that the Warriors have been good for basically a decade. They used to be the Kings. They used to be terrible. Yeah. They had right. a huge, long playoff drought. What was it, like 94 to 2007 or something like that? It doesn't sound as long when I say it, but it is long. That's, That's long. 13 long. years. Yes. Yeah, that That's is 13 years. In the, when... in the NBA where it feels like you like, totally yeah. two-thirds of the team make it every year? Sure. Yeah. Yep, so they won their We Believe series uh, way back when against the Dallas Mavericks, and Steph Curry showed up, and suddenly the Warriors are one of the greatest yeah. teams we've ever seen. Uh, could the Kings do something similar? I don't know about that, but it's going to be an awesome game to watch. It'll be fun to see Wiggins back in action for Golden State. This is going to be the most whole team we've seen for the Warriors, which is good. And then the Kings, we're just going to see how they play in the biggest game that any of these guys have ever played. Should be exciting. Yeah. The average price for Game 1 on Saturday at the Golden 1 Center, it's the most expensive ticket on record in the first round of the playoffs which is a little wild. According to TickPick, the average purchase <laughs> price for Game 1 at the Golden 1 Center is how much? What would you guess? Average price. Game 1 in Sacramento where they haven't hosted a playoff game in a very long time. Yeah, I I, I saw the, the difference between their Game 1 and then the Warriors' first game, Game right. 3, which was far lower in Chase Center, which yeah. I was shocked by. So something like 400 versus 260 or 450 versus 260 or something like that. TickPick saying the average purchase price for Game 1, $747. It has tick picked up because earlier, pricey ticket. Bef- before TickPick got in on this uh, <laughs> this graphic, it was it was literally like four. Anyways, it was closer. But still but a huge has, difference. It has ticked up yeah, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. That's, so that's ridiculous. game's going to be hyped. And we have some news with that, that series, that game. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, who hasn't played since February 13th, Golden State is getting him back for for round one. We had figured that, but it sounds like game one he's he thinks they're they think he's going to come off the bench, 
and uh, he'll probably play between 20 and 25 minutes as he tries to find his rhythm. But this is huge. We talked about it in the preview. Like, the idea of, like, him bolstering their perimeter defense. Darren Fox, I am very excited to see him in a first-round series here and see what he can do. But holy crap, it is not going to be easy when the Warriors can throw, you know, if DiVincenzo starts on him. Then you obviously have Gary Payton the second is going to get a lot of look at him. And then Wiggins as well. Uh, and then in addition to that, obviously, Draymond Green roaming around and barking out orders and stuff like that. Not going to be easy here no. for Fox at all. Like Those no. are three really solid perimeter players in addition to a solid defense. So uh, Very excited for that game. Those Both those series are awesome. And I'll add the uh, shorthanded Grizzlies against the red-hot Lakers um, <laughs> in a 2-7 matchup. There's going to be some drama. Who's we know the, that. Oh, yeah. Who's the favorite? Oh, yeah. Who's the favorite out there? With the way people are picking the Lakers, a lot of people picking them. <laughs> it feels like the majority. And uh, there's a, a quick poll done on the Athletic from an executive and a scout. The majority of those—it was a small sample size—but they're picking the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, of course that's exciting. Everything's exciting. You know how I can talk myself into the Sixers, Nets being exciting, and Bead's never swept anybody. So the Nets are going to win a game. They should win a game. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Nice. And if 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 not, <laughs> respect. If not, okay. then Embiid's. Got a sweep for the first time. All right. Uh, compelling series all around. We're oh, very, yes. very excited for the actual playoffs to start here. Uh, here's a fun question. Trey, you get started. Who's a role player to watch this weekend? So forget the stars for a second. Who uh, you know who could change the outcome of a game one or a series or just like someone you're zeroing in on? Well, let me ask you, Jay Skeets. Would yeah. you consider an award winner a role player? Potentially. Well, this guy could potentially win six man of the year. Oh, Emmanuel, I'll, quickly. Oh, absolutely. Is he a role that. player or is he a star? He's a star in my heart. He's a star in Tom Thibodeau's rotation, no doubt about it. And I think he's going to play a big role in this series against the Cavaliers. I think uh, the bench can be an advantage for New York, absolutely. Uh, between quickly, maybe Hartenstein gives you a little bit of minutes. Maybe Obi Toppin is out there running around. Josh Hart will be in, have an impact on the glass. But quickly, since the All-Star break, 21 points per game, four rebounds, four assists, 46 from the field, 40 from three, 88 at the line. I think he's also going to be one of the better options for New York on Donovan Mitchell or Darius Garland. He pushes the pace, plays very, very fast, shooting 37% from three on the season. R.J. Barrett's only at 31% on the season. So it'll be interesting to see if, as the series goes on, quickly gets the starts over Barrett. I imagine Barrett's minutes are going to get eaten into in this series between quickly and Hart. I just think quickly is such a impact player uh, for the Knicks. And I don't know. I would almost think about starting him for Julius Randle if Randle is not able to go in game one just because the three-point shooting and the speed will give the Cavs problems. And they, I don't know. I don't know. I think quickly could, could swing things for New York here. So I'm excited to see him. I'll piggyback off that because I, I wrote down Quentin Grimes as a role player to watch for a couple reasons. One, he is going to get a majority of the assignment on Donovan Mitchell. Like, can you... Try and slow down Mitchell's three-level scoring. And he is a great defender. For the real sickos out there, watch Grimes' effort when it comes to, like, getting around screens and fighting over screens. And that Mitchell is involved in a ton of them. Flourishes in a ton of pick-and-roll action, as you should with the bigs and the and the screens that they can set on Cleveland. But the good news is that Grimes, one of his strong suits, one of his best uh, attributes as a defender is his physicality, and he'll fight through that stuff. So I, I can't wait to watch that matchup. Also, offensively, this blew my mind. Over the last nine games of the regular season, they didn't play the greatest teams in the world, so take it with a grain of salt, but Grimes averaged 22 points per game, 
Shot 54% from the field. He's on fire from three. 48% from deep on nearly five made three-pointers a game in the final nine games of the season. 82% of the line doesn't get there a lot, but four boards, four assists, and a steal in, you know, 36 minutes per game. He is, uh, you know, he's like he's like a, a, a Dylan Brooks without the weirdness or something like that. Like, I, you know, he's like... Wow. I mean, there's John he's, he's, shot, he's shooting ridiculous oh, percentages compared to Brooks. He's on fire. 48% um, from three on 10 three balls a game. Yeah, over he's this last He's firing 10 three balls a game, yeah, over the last nine games. So that is going to be... a good sample. He's got to play nine incredible. Games. Yeah. yeah, nine games in the like the part of the season that matters the least. Totally, that's, that's why not I said a sample it. size to me. You can win a series. That's you play less than nine games in a series. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you play against a team that's trying to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> he got lucky at the he end should... of the season. We'll see if he continues. I, I, high on Grimes as well. I think that the Knicks, if they're going to win the series, they got to shoot the Cavs out of it because the yeah. Cavs have Mitchell that can hit threes. They got Garland who can hit threes. Lavert's good off the bench. After that, you're looking at two-pointers and defensive guys. Yeah, I'm taking the Cavs in this series, but Grimes, his one of his best attributes on offense is not firing contested shots, and that's why he hits a ridiculous percentage recently. One of his best skills is going by closeouts. If you want to be a real sicko, he's really good at that. If guys are flying out at him. And, yeah, it is interesting to see what the Knicks perimeter guys are going to do against this Cavs monster. The monster's inside. Uh, and that's why R.J. Barrett is unlikely to play a ton in the series, I don't think, because right. he's not a three-point shooter. And so Tibbs has a great option with Emmanuel quickly. Uh, I totally agree that he could start for a couple guys. Yeah, Barrett or Randall if he's not playing well. And the fact that he has been in and out of the, the starting lineup and played well in both spots, that's why Tibbs can easily just say, I'm comfortable starting you, com- comfortable with you coming off the bench. He has grown so much. Yeah, so I can talk myself into the Knicks winning, and that's why this is a, a great, great series. It is mm-hmm. going to be exciting to see, like, from game to game, who's the best big in that series, too. Like, is it going to be Mobley? Is it going to be Randall if he's you know can bounce back from the injury? Obviously, Jared Allen, Mitchell Robinson could have monster games. Uh, I don't think that would shock anyone. Obi Toppin. Talk about a guy that's sort of been on fire at the end of the season, too, when it comes to shooting. So that'll be exciting. And the Knicks wall... Back to Grimes for a second. I had forgotten, like, a part of the narrative of all of it is, like, he was one of the most coveted pieces in a potential trade when rumors were swirling that the Knicks were going to be active and going for Donovan Mitchell. So, they obviously keep him. That deal doesn't happen. He goes to Cleveland, and now we get this matchup. Can't wait. So, quickly, Grimes for the Knicks, some role players. What about you? Maybe another series? Uh, well, I think the everybody on the, the Clippers, aside from Kawhi, is somebody to watch as a role player. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they are yeah. gonna, they're going to roll a thousand role players, whether it's Eric Gordon or, or Norm Powell, uh, who can score a ton, or Nick Batum, who's going to play some minutes on Kevin Durant. That's probably the lengthiest of the lengthy guys to try and throw Kevin Durant. But I'll throw the Hawks in there, and I know people aren't super excited about their chances against the Boston Celtics, but there's going to be a game one stolen this weekend by a seven or eight seed. It's going to happen, oh, and it could okay. be the Atlanta Hawks. It happens. It happens the last few years. I'll, I'll take you through the stats during the, the play-in tournament era. A seven seed or an eight seed wins. Game one. Game one. Every year. So anyway, it could be the Hawks. I, they have been flowing. And it's not just one player on this team. Their bench is awesome. Their bench is the most efficient scoring bench in the league since the trade deadline at 50.4%. They're sh- they're, it's kind of odd to, to think about that because we think the Hawks stink. But they're shooting 50.4% from the floor since the deadline. That's a pretty good stat. Mm-hmm. Uh, 42 points off their bench per game. 
throughout this entire season. Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bey, Jalen Johnson, and Yekka Kongu are just rolling. And you know the Celtics starters are going to beat the Hawks starters. They got to win the bench battle, and mm-hmm. that's important. Um, and this game one is the one to steal, I think, because Jalen Brown's hand is maybe slightly wounded <laughs> and maybe not, but he's going to play even though he cut it on a vase. Yes. Uh, the, the glass, the glass got him, uh, but it is a Saturday game. Maybe that helps them one, one less day for his hand uh, to heal oh, wow. <laughs> uh, for the, uh, uh, the quarter zone to, to kick in or whatever's happening with that hand. But the bench is, has been solid for the Hawks. They got to keep it up. It's going to be a, a tough sliding for sure. Which player, is under the most pressure heading into not just this weekend and the game ones, but like the entire series and even the playoff runs. And we're really talking talking about stars here. Who is it to you? Oh, it's Joel Embiid. Soon to be MVP, Joel Embiid? Soon to be. Yeah, he's going to get the MVP, I think, in the second round. Because they pick, they pick and choose the day whenever they want to do it. Yeah. Whatever serves them best in terms of the presentation and all that. So he gets the MVP for the first time that he's been yearning for. And... Will he be able to pass that second place round or that second round series? Win that second round series for the first time in his career. He's never made a conference finals, so this is a lot of pressure. Will it be against the Celtics in that second round? A team yes. that essentially owns him. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Yeah. yeah, a team that essentially owns him. They rely so much on him, and and that's also the part of the pressure. I think he's the most relied superstar, relied upon superstar in the NBA. He's got the second highest usage percentage besides Giannis Antetokounmpo, yep. but Giannis will try and rely on Chris Middleton more uh, as uh, as the, the series go on, who didn't play this year. But James Harden is clearly just giving the ball to Joel Embiid. It's going to be on him a lot. And so, yeah, pressure in terms of game plan, pressure in terms of storylines, pressure in terms of just having, having been there yet. So I think it's Embiid. Yeah, because if they come up short again, and that would be losing in the second round, and maybe in, like, drastic fashion, too. Like, maybe the Celtics sort of just whack them. I guess it potentially could happen. Um, serious questions, right? It's like, will Harden decline his player option? And would he leave in free agency? What happens to Doc Rivers? Would he be immediately canned? What would the front office do in terms of building a, a roster capable of actually going far in the playoffs around and beat? You're right. I mean, tons of pressure, especially then when you add in the MVP trophy coming his way, which he's going to get here. Yes, absolutely. I've consumed quite a few basketball podcasts in the past couple of days, and it seems about 50-50 split on should the Brooklyn Nets double Joel Embiid, get the ball out of his hands, and take their chances with Harden and Maxi and Tobias Harris hitting threes, or do you guard those guys and say, Embiid, go for 50 every right. single game, Almost maybe wear himself. yourself down. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know which way is the way to go. Uh, so I imagine Brooklyn will try everything they possibly yeah. can because they don't, they don't have an answer. But I don't know. Maybe just saying Embiid, take every single shot. Can you do it? Mm-hmm. He can do it. But maybe he'll get tired doing it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. And we have Harden coming into this series with already an injury, this Achilles injury. That sounds maybe more severe than I had been led to believe at first. Uh, you know, he, had a, he only played 58 games. His usage rate is way down. I mean, it goes back to, like, his OKC days coming off the bench. Um, So he has pressure, too, because it's James Harden, and we're always saying how he comes up short, but in a weird way. uh, On one hand, he's injured already, but then on the other hand, there's no excuse for, like, oh, James Harden's just exhausted. Yeah. Carried his team to 60 wins in the regular season. Like, that's out the window. There's, I mean, that's not going to be an uh, an excuse you can come up with. So him paired with Embiid, obviously there's some pressure on him and Doc, as I said. Uh, Anyone else, stars-wise? 
Uh, Stars-wise, and specifically for the first round, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is under a lot of on-court pressure because I think he's got one of the hardest jobs of anybody uh, coming into the first round because he's going to have to defend Anthony Davis, help on Anthony Davis when it's Xavier Tillman guarding him. He's going to have to be at the rim for every single drive from LeBron James. He's going to have to hit threes for the Grizzlies. And most importantly, he's going to have to not foul and rebound. Aggressive fouls are fine. Like, you challenge a shot at the rim, you run into him, that's what happens. Like, that's how you play defense when you're a shot blocker like that. But, like, going over a guy's back for an offensive foul, stupid. Yeah. Setting a moving screen for John Morant, stupid. Those are the ones that take Jaron Jackson Jr. out of the game, out of the flow. And they don't really have bigs. They've got a reserve big starting in Tillman, and then they got Santi Aldama coming off the bench who has been solid this season, but also a reserve big. They're down there, two real centers. So I think Jackson has to have a huge series for Memphis because I assume Anthony Davis is going to go off in this playoff series uh, against Memphis. He's been playing really great for the past couple of months since he returned from injury. He really turned it on in the second half against the Timberwolves. That was a huge part of the reason Carl Anthony Towns was in foul trouble. Davis just has a big-time impact Almost all the time, maybe not for four quarters, but for two and a half to three quarters, which is usually enough for the Lakers. It's on Jaron Jackson Jr. to do the same for Memphis. Jeff Zilgit of USA Today, he had a list of NBA stars facing the most playoff pressure. I wanted to present each name to you and tell me whether or not you agree with Jeff including them. Because I thought there were some names that made a lot of sense. Jeff. Joel Embiid, as we just talked about. And then others where I was like, really? You think they're facing pressure? Okay, Joel Embiid is on his list. Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi Leonard is facing playoff pressure. Yes. You do? I think he is facing playoff pressure. Okay, why? I mean, this is year four of the experiment in Los Angeles, and they just, they've gone to one conference finals, but it just feels like their window is closing. Right. And yeah, I guess the counter and, and is... Because there's no Paul George. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, there's more pressure on him, or, or there's less because they're not expected to win, but That's... there's more technically on him. He's got to shoot every fourth quarter shot. It's going to... Feels like and mm-hmm. they'll help him out, but yeah, it's all how you look at it. Yeah, what, what do you think, Kawhi? Uh, would you include him on a list? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I would include him <laughs> on a list because I think he has a sizable load to carry, and that's a that's a an on court pressure kind of thing more so than in anything with regards to Kawhi's like narrative as a player. I guess he hasn't played in the playoffs for a couple of years, being injured last season, and going out of the playoffs back in 2021, but the guy was balling in that playoffs. Yeah. 30 points per game, 57 from the field, 39 from three. He's got to do that every single night, so that is pressure uh, to go out and, you know, be a finals MVP in every game. Yeah, I guess I look at it like you said it. He's already got finals MVPs and championships, so it's not like the pressure of that. Like, Embiid hasn't even been in the second round, so that's gone. There's no Paul George, you know, his running mate, so pressure down on that. It's just you. It's sort of like Jokic last year with his team. No one was like, oh, he's got to do it because he's dragging his team. And then the other thing is they're not even the favorites. They're the underdog completely in their series. Yeah. Not many people picking the Clippers to beat the Suns, who are, you know, could go all the way. But every, every number one has pressure in a way. <laughs> you know, like I think that's decent pressure. They, he went and signed there. He hasn't won anything yet. I mean, that's why hardened pressure is non-existent to me. It's like he ain't a number one anymore. It's mm-hmm. all on Embiid. But I think there's yeah, a decent amount of pressure on Kawhi. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, if James Harden has a a two for fifteen game, zero for eight from three, coughs the ball over a couple times, 
we're going to be leading shows with that. I don't know. I don't think so. Really? It's all on oh, Embiid. Okay. I mean, the legacy, his his story has been written now, whether he wins one or not. Embiid's has not been written as Kevin far as du- the narrative goes. Kevin Durant is on Jeff's list. Okay. I buy it. Okay. I buy it. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I mean, how much bus driver talk have we had in the past few seasons? Despite the fact that Devin Booker has been there for the longest time, that they went to the finals with Booker and Chris Paul, as soon as Kevin Durant got traded to the Suns, it became a Kevin Durant team, and people consider them a championship contender again because he's in the lineup. So I do think that there is pressure on KD to come out and look like KD. Uh, He was rusty for the first time ever when he came back from an injury, which we never see. He's going to be playing against the best teams he's played against so far this season with the Suns. But I also saw that due to his injuries and the trade, Kevin Durant is 25-2 and two since Thanksgiving. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he'll probably lose more games in the playoffs <laughs> yeah. than he has in the past four months. So there's some pressure. Okay. You agree. Katie's yeah. got it. Sure. The, their, their window isn't ginormous in Phoenix. You know, so, yeah, they have to come out and perform now. Jokic. Of course. Yeah, that no-brainer. Yep. It, it, and regardless of whether or not he obviously wins three MVPs in a, in a row, which it doesn't look like is going to happen. That would be even worse. <laughs> yeah, got that, that's even more pressure. Yeah. Uh, but just the fact that Murray's back and that Michael Porter Jr. is back and the team is whole, there's pressure on Jokic to yes. actually win now. Yeah. Like You can excuse uh, the losses the past couple of seasons when they're rolling out there with Facundo Campazzo and Austin Rivers yeah. uh, in the backcourt. Now you got a real team that played really well this season, gave it up at the end, basically, just to be ready for the playoffs. So, yeah, Jokic has to – has. I mean, they're going to win the first round, most likely. Uh, second round will start to be a question, especially depending on who they end up playing against. Yeah, and I'd even add on to that. Even though the, he does have his guys back, air quotes, and Murray and Porter, there's still question marks with those guys. Like, Murray may not perform in fourth quarters. Porter could be played off the floor at times. And the, the storyline, the narrative is, yeah, he's got his guys back. So he should be performing. So there's there's just that idea that he's got to be awesome in all the time, uh, and then he'll he like on court he'll have to be awesome in fourth quarter if those guys don't perform. So he's battling narratives. He's battling on court issues. Yeah, there's uh, there's not a lock. Mm-hmm. They are not a lock. No, and the number one seed in the Western Conference, they completely took their foot off the gas at the end once they sort of had wrapped that up. They're like sort of limping into the playoffs. But is that because they just backed up, didn't want anyone to get injured and just be healthy, or you know was there something there and they. Uh, are look a little more beatable. We're going to find out soon. Uh, another Grizzlies player. You said Jaron Jackson Jr. What about John Morant? Jeff has on his list. Pressure, obviously, the self-inflicted, self-inflicted suspension pressure. from this season. <laughs> and, you know, you want to sort of wipe that clean or get back. And they've, you know, we went over it. You know, they lose in the first round the first time they're really in there. Then they make it to the to the second round. And uh, as a number two seed, they, they believe they could probably win this whole thing or at least get to a conference finals. I do think his teammates, like Dylan Brooks doing the talking, kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. Like Morant isn't in every single headline and conversation going into the playoffs, but on court pressure, he has to be awesome Mm -hmm. uh, for this Memphis Grizzlies team because he has an advantage against uh, a Lakers team where he can go inside and he can score. And the fourth quarter pressure is going to be big on him to create and to be a a, a team that executes in the half court because that's where they're lacking. So, yeah, as far as putting pressure on himself as far as them executing uh for sure but because people aren't talking about him as much i know this one was so. interesting yeah, yeah. Less he so. totally has just i mean the grizzlies in general as we said yesterday like really just overlooked 
in the conversation of like teams coming out of the West, and and, and like you said, people picking the Lakers to upset them in a 2-7 matchup. But John Moran, I, I assume, is going to be special here in some of these games. There's going to be highlights. He's going to have fourth-quarter takeovers. Um, but maybe not as much pressure as some of these other guys. Okay, Anthony Davis, Trey Young, Julius Randle. And then he included the Celtics duo of Tatum and Brown. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that one intrigued me. What's your take on that? Are they under a lot of pressure, the two Celtics guys? I guess so. I, when you have the kind of success that they've had in their career... There's pressure to take the next step. Absolutely. The next step for the Celtics is a championship. Yeah. They had a lead in the finals last year, and they ended up giving it up to the Warriors. Uh, so, yeah, I suppose there's pressure, and there's always a little pressure on these guys, I feel like, because you look at Jalen Brown, and you think he could easily be the number one guy on another team. So there's always a, a little bit of media pressure of, are these guys ever going to split up? Are they ever going to go their separate ways? Uh, you know, it's much like... When a boy band has success, you're always wondering if the front man's going to go solo. Mm-hmm. They always do. And it's always a success. So we'll see if that does happen with the Celtics. But, you know, the clock is ticking a little bit. Jalen Brown may make all NBA this year, which makes his contract much more expensive going forward. And it gets harder to build a team once you got two gigantic contracts in Tatum and Brown. I mean, really, Timberlake is the only guy to do it well, though. Harry Styles? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's, yeah. He's... He's otherworldly, that guy. He's something else. <laughs> it's probably like a 25% hit rate, though. <laughs> like, Nick Lachey, get out of here. Boys to Men didn't even try it. Well, what about uh, Beyonce? Yeah, I guess. I mean, she, was, she she brought a couple along. Kelly Rowland along. to. Brought her she along. was nice. Oh. She, they were nice. She was nice. She was always a star. <laughs> she was always a star, I'm saying. That's all. Okay. Uh, all right. She so always that's, had that's it true. <laughs> Destiny's Child was a little bit of a Beyonce solo project. Yeah, for the times, hundred percent. I mean, Wyclef deserves a little credit. Anyway, uh, most like oh, Lauren Hill. That's Lauren Hill. It's a great yeah. one. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg. No, no. Jordan Knight. What were you gonna say? <laughs> no. Actually, actually, that that uh, Jordan Knight song in the Carnival. Oh, that's that, a good song. Yeah, he had one good one. <laughs> uh, were you about to wrap up this uh, segment here with a, an NBA point? I thought you were about to say something there. Uh, well. The Grizzlies, just just to get back to them in general, they can look at two years ago. Two years ago, the Phoenix Suns were the two seed and the Lakers were the seventh seed. And the Suns did. And the Grizzlies should be able to to feel comfortable with that. Like they, I know, I know it's going to be an uphill battle, and everybody's taking the Lakers, and that side of the bracket's the easier one. But that's all. That's all I'll say. Like it feels like the Grizzlies beating the Lakers is an upset now. Uh, with with that all the weird. narrative, that is weird. That yeah. it feels uh, like that. But they are a damn good team, and yeah, the bigs is is really really important. What Xavier Tillman can do against Anthony Davis, but Morant's a superstar. Yeah, and I feel if it like we just talked about with the Zilgit list, it feels like he's <laughs> his pressure has been reduced, so he just has to perform to his capabilities, and they should win. I think. All right, final question here, as we get ready for opening weekend, I need you to look into your crystal ball. And Tass, you said you had the number, so maybe you could break those down for us. Um, who is most likely to pull off a game one upset? Well, since the play-in tournament started, a seven or eight seed has won every single year in terms of a game one. So at least uh, one team. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's going back. There's days off, right? Uh, and I think that's the key here for all the the one and two seeds that have to go play the seven and eight seed who are yeah, have been playing ball this week. So there's a little bit more freshness there. Yeah. So I think that does play a factor, and maybe it does play a factor. The last three years uh, since the play-in tournament has 
has been concocted. Uh, yeah, there's a team. Last year, the Wolves stole great game one from the Grizzlies. The year before that, the Grizzlies were actually the eight seed. They stole game one oh, from yeah. the Jazz. And the year before that, the first year uh, in the bubble, the Blazers stole game one from the Lakers. Eight versus one there. Okay, so, that's, that's, okay. so you're saying it's probably going to happen again. Yeah, so I'm saying, I'm saying it's about the hit rate of a boy band lead guy taking off. 25% hit rate. <laughs> yeah. uh, because we have four, you know, seven and eight seeds, both, both conferences. Each year, one happens per year. So in 2023, will it be the Hawks beating the Celtics? Will it be the Lakers beating the Grizzlies? Or will it be one of the, the series that haven't been decided at this point, Bulls Heat beating the Bucks or Thunder Wolves beating the Nuggets? Hmm. Hmm. I'll go out on a dirty limb that nobody wants to go out on. And I'll say... <laughs> dirty limb! <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Very nice. I love that arm phrase right there. Exactly. Wow. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talking about... Okay, go. Get on that limb, man. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think... I think He's the sum to... of this, this, no, I'm not trying to do I thought you were trying anything. to give another lyric. No, okay. I think the NSYNC's sum of their parts was better than Timberlake solo. And, I, and I'll say, and, and Harry Styles, yeah. Harry Styles, great to bring up because I just think of his solo act, his solo act, better than anything One Direction, All Directions, whatever they're called, ever did. <laughs> Big facts. Test. Big facts, Big right? Facts. Yeah. Harry's Huge. killing it. Got his jersey retired. We're going to talk about that yeah. later. Yeah. He might uh, play for the Knicks. I don't know why, but it, this is a dumb one. But I'm taking the Hawks. Uh, I just, wow. I just think that they're not going to win the series. But uh, yeah, the the fact that they're they play basketball this week, I think that's a, yeah, that's and a they factor. played well. That's the huge yeah, of part. Course, of that course, that was the they're best deep. they've looked. So yeah, and the can Jaylen, they replicate it? The Jalen Brown hand. Otherwise, it's difficult to <laughs> to really say. I mean, you can say the Lakers over the Grizzlies, sure, and then the, we don't even know who the, the other ones are. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go the Hawks. I think one is going to happen this weekend. Trey Kirby, who's most likely to pull off a game one upset? It doesn't have to be the 7-8 seeds. I mean, I think yeah, any sure. of the underdogs when it comes to seeding Excellent. are, are I love in to play. Hear that. Yeah. I love to hear that yeah. because I'm picking a 5 over a 4. <laughs> <laughs> the Clippers. Mm. I think there's a recipe for an upset here. Oh, boy. And it starts with two quick fouls on DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> <laughs> possible. <laughs> Certainly possible. Kawhi Leonard draws a ton of fouls. He lives at the line. Meanwhile, Phoenix is 30th in free throws per field goal attempt. They give up a ton of fouls. So imagine Aiton picks up two fouls. Suddenly you're rocking a Bismack Biombo, a Jock Landale in there. That means Ivica Zubac. Run him wild on the glass. Also, Phoenix would lose their best screener and roller, which makes their offense struggle a little bit in the half-court setting. This is a team that has won eight games with their starting lineup intact. But they haven't played anybody who is good. Like, the best team they played was the Nuggets. They sat four starters one game, five starters the next game. This will be a level up in competition for Phoenix. So if they lose their best interior defender and their best screener, it could get a little bit tough for the Suns. Then if the three-point game tilts the Clippers' way, that's good. They've hit 16 or more threes 18 times this season, went 15-3. and three. So they got to have a hot shooting night. They got to get to the free throw line and they got to win the possession game, all of which I think they can do uh, for one game and one game only. Yeah. I don't know that I have the Clippers going very far in the series. I gave them two wins just because they're a really hot shooting team, a lot of variance, and Kawhi's awesome. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them pull an upset in game one. Like these picks. Uh, I think you've talked me into this idea of like 
the number one seeds in both conferences. They haven't played in a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, that's good. You rest up, obviously. They, they have, you know, designs to go all the way to the championship. So it's going to be a long grind. The playoffs are like two months long, guys. But, you know, is that little rust versus rest comes into play? I will then, because of this thinking, put me down for either the Thunder or the Wolves. I don't know who's winning tonight's game. Just like I didn't know who was going to win that Thunder Pelicans game, which was very entertaining. But whoever wins that game tonight, I think is going to go into Denver, mm. a team like we talked about who hasn't looked great over the last like 20 games or so, and maybe it was by design, but uh, they'll pull off the upset. And then it will be like, oh boy, oh, oh boy. God, here oh we boy. go. Um, so yeah, put me down for a wild number eight seed, be it the <laughs> Thunder or Wolves beating Denver in game one. And then the Nuggets rallying to win the series, but I'll go with that. Let's hear from everybody out there. Everybody's pumped for the playoffs. We're so close to saying 40 games in 40 nights, but I'm going to save it. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Man, it, it's crazy, though. I was getting so hyped for this weekend. You know, we got four games Saturday, four games Sunday. And then you realize the first round is two and a half weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's man. weird, man. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, man, they're going to be playing all the time right now. <laughs> and then suddenly it's like you play on Sunday and then you play again. Tuesday? Well, sometimes Wednesday, Wednesday I yeah. think, yeah. That's a long, rusty. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a big gap. I had forgot, I tweeted this this morning, I'm like, all right, we're going to be talking playoffs here on the Drop Podcast, we're going to be going all over these questions, and I'm like, there's two games on tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got a lot of basketball to watch this weekend. The eight game ones, but oh yeah, we also have two pretty important games tonight, including Trey Kirby's Bulls there in Miami, and then like we said, Thunder and Wolves. And those could be great games. I mean, at least entertaining games. Close yeah. games. Uh so yeah. stock up on some energy. I like the the eight seed coming. I think the West. The, the, if the Wolves win, you like, I that, like one. that pick. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. like that I one. I like the Gobert Jokic. Why not? Why not? Ooh, I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little. I'm feeling a little mini. I saw Rudy Gobert said he was trying to be a superhero by playing. Yeah, he may not even play tonight. They're saying like that he's on the injured list. Yeah, get him a Theragun. Yeah, okay. All right, we got to take our first break. When we come back, Tass has our Worst of the Week nominees. Don't go anywhere. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. All right, back in the Classic Factory. If you're joining us live on YouTube, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. It's nice to know we have nearly three times the amount of subscribers as Jordan Knight's <laughs> Vivo YouTube channel. So thank you. It's not a surprise, better. though. We drop classics every day. Yeah. He's got one classic. That's right. <laughs> we should have thousands more. <laughs> thousand times more subscribers. That's a good point. It looks like he has three videos. <laughs> he has a video posted 13 years ago and then two posted 11 years ago. <laughs> so pretty active. <laughs> He's a regular. Right. But hey, more subscribers here, baby. Okay, let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. Four nominees this week. Now, a lot of you out there suggested basketball play from the Raptors missing free throws. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's been discussed. Uh, Didn't want to do it again. Miami missing a thousand bunnies in their game uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Good one. The Wolves-Lakers fourth quarter in that play-in tournament game. 
was difficult to watch <laughs> yeah. at times. Yeah. Great suggestions. Anthony Edwards, I guess. Sure. Oof. Uh, bad, bad Ruby, Rudy Gobert throwing a punch. Also a great suggestion. But I'm not going to go with those just because we've talked about them plenty. Okay. All right. What's odd is I'm going with another another Timberwolf from my first nominee here, Jaden McDaniels, because we didn't really talk about this a lot because it was overshadowed by Rudy Gobert punching his teammate and backpedaling as fast as he possibly could. But Jaden McDaniels punched a wall and broke his hand. Yeah. I'm giving him a nomination because he knows basketball arenas. He knows. <laughs> he knows these curtains and these tunnels. They're not real. There are things behind them, and he shouldn't have taken that chance that that curtain was a curtain. Now, we've all been frustrated. I know myself hit a wall or two in my day. Unfortunately for him, that was a cement wall. It wasn't a drywall. And yeah, so yeah. by all reports, the first report that came out, uh, John Krasinski threw it out there. I know I know. we briefly we skimmed over it because we're talking about Rudy Gobert, but I, I need to throw Jane McDaniels, young rookie mistake in there, breaking his hand, not going to be – Involved in this Timberwolves playing game here against the Pel against the uh, Thunder, and just won't be in the playoffs at all. So just wanted to throw that in there because that's that's something he's going to have on his uh, resume for a while, and he's awesome. Uh, so it stinks that they don't have him. He's uh, unfortunately now just added to the list of players that have like done things like yes. this, <laughs> you know, or they are like pissed off, mm. be it sort of on the court or leaving it, or maybe even their house or stuff like that. There's there's. You know, Blake Griffin, did he uh, break a hand doing something weird once? Didn't he, like, punch a trainer? Uh, sounds isn't right. That, isn't that how he got hurt? Kevin so. Love got hurt doing uh, knuckle push-ups? That's what they I remember us. once yeah. upon a time. Yeah. Amari, Amari Stoudemire Amari. punching a fire extinguisher. That was after a playoff loss. But you're right. Bad. I mean, it's just bad. <laughs> yeah. Like he kind of he kind of skated a little bit because his teammate punched another teammate, <laughs> so it became like the second most important punch. But Skeets, you like mentioned it casually when we were talking about it first happening. You're like, yeah, Jalen McDaniels. He thought he was punching a curtain or something. Accidentally punched a wall. I thought you were joking. No, I was serious. He yeah. really thought it was an accident. Just punching. Yeah. Just punching a curtain, which is a hilarious thing to do if you're mad. I yeah. think teams should maybe put like one of those uh, big inflatable like clown blow up things right there at the tunnel for when a player like picks up text gets tossed <laughs> needs to blow off some steam put it right there in front of them so they can just punch that it's a yeah, great like idea. a bob just get a bob yes put it right there next to the bench yeah. or, mm. or like you know what better than punching what you thought was a curtain but obviously had a wall behind it or punching drywall or punching you know a fire extinguisher put stuff there that they can chuck because you either want to punch something or you want to throw something, right? Dirk, mm. infamously, uh, throwing a chair, I believe. Threw a chair? Yeah. They framed it, basically. Yeah, and like <laughs> you, whole... we've heard other people throw like garbage cans. and like So put either items there for them to chuck or like you're saying, the uh, something like a uh, like a bob. As yeah, the, a the... boxing dummy. We've got yeah, one here dummy. in the, gar- in the uh, garage here. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah, yeah you have a terrible take. You just walk off the yeah. show, jack in the face, and you're exactly. good to go for the next one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, or, or what are those uh, those anger rooms where you like you go in there and, and break stuff? Yeah, like you pay. Yeah, you yeah. Pay, like you could have one in each stadium. Yeah, just have like a yeah. small one, like a glass one <laughs> that we can watch awesome. a player go into it. That's rage. So cool. yeah, yeah. I guess like a glass uh, case of emotion. Like DeRozan tore the towel in half. Right. Yeah. Like that's a safe way to do it. That's great. But, yeah. yeah, they should have. Anger management tools at the end of the bench. Maybe put um, like one of those, like a punching apparatuses. You yeah. Punch it. See how hard you punched. Yes. Like who was the most mad that game? Right. 
I guess Jalen McDaniels. Jaden. Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, a great uh, reminder of the uh, the Blake Griffin punching his uh, his trainer. The headlines are Blake Griffin pushes trainer's head near groin. Oh, there was that. There was that yes, incident there was. too. That was <laughs> Matthias Testi. That was his name. Uh, yeah. I, remember, I remember you saying yes. that a lot. The yes. fitting name of Mad- <laughs> yes, yeah. and uh, yeah, a great tie-in to our second nominee, right. head coach Doc Rivers. Now Sixers head Cock coach Rivers. Doc Rivers. No, oh, uh, uh, oh, Dick Rivers. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, he was on ESPN's NBA Today, and Malika Andrews asked him this question, a very a very good leading question because it got a great answer from Doc. She asked, hey, Doc, you've coached stars before. Some have won, some have lost. Your Celtics won. Mm-hmm. Your Clippers lost. Which team is this Sixers team more like? And he took the bait, baby. <laughs> oh, uh, he was happy to jump out there and say, well, listen, that Clippers team, they didn't like each other. That, that They were never going to win. Right. <laughs> yeah. What? This is what? 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 First, you shouldn't. Have, why? Why would you? He, he didn't need to. He absolutely went there on his own. And this is years later now. I mean, he's talked about this team many, many times. He's never said gone that far. Right. We all know he's that alluded they didn't to like it, sort of. But you're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the players have alluded to it. Yeah. Uh, I know Zach Lowe has had a bunch of players on his pod, on the low post, talking about a bunch mm-hmm. of the former Clippers talking about it. Of course they didn't like each other, but you don't need to like each other to win. Respect? Maybe. Did Michael love Scotty? No. Did anybody love Michael? <laughs> no. <laughs> but they they won. Right. Uh, it's happened throughout history. Yeah. J.J. Redick, who was on those teams, retweeted it with, this is what dreams are made of. Yeah, I, I mean, he really just yeah. threw an old team just under the bus for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Did, did He's an old man. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he get old, he doesn't yeah, care. Yes, but it's tied into, was that the reason? It's tied into Doc not really taking a lot of ownership, yeah, accountability yeah, right, right. for his team. I'm sure it played a part, but it's not the only reason. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is that why they the the Rockets had that comeback in Game 7 against the Clippers where they you know bombed away on them with Josh Smith and Corey Brewer? Nah. In that second round series, it's not because they didn't like each other. I understand what he's saying that this this team here with the Sixers is more willing to sacrifice. The Celtics were more willing to sacrifice yeah. than the Clippers yeah. team because they didn't like each other. I suppose that was his uh, what what he got to when he furthered that answer with uh, Malika Andrews when when he talked about his team. And he also just said it's got to be the right time. The guys have to be willing to sacrifice in that season in that playoff run. Then just talk about your team. You don't have to throw a bunch of the others under the bus and not take account for it. Mm. Maybe they didn't like each other. Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden? I mean, sorry, DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> uh, no, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course they didn't like each Maybe other. Maybe this is just some uh, slick uh, guerrilla marketing here from Doc. Isn't this new Clipper series coming? The Sterling <laughs> Affair? It's got to be right around the corner. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne playing Doc Rivers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, just sort of like, you know getting us thinking about that team that era like we're more likely to tune in (laughs) we just talked about blake griffin and the whole scenario over there yeah Yeah, maybe they didn't like each other because blake griffin was like bullying all the trainers (laughs) you'd be matthias testy too yeah (laughs) yeah right right. that's good nice okay uh third nominee i don't like doing this i don't like doing this uh but raptors super fan nav (gasps) bacha for the play-in game nav welcomed demar DeRozan's wife and child to sit next to him, to hang out. And we all know what happened with DR DeRozan. Oh, that's where they were sitting. 
Yes. I didn't really realize that. Beside Nav. Uh, Bacha! Uh, <laughs> and Diarda DeRozan, DeMar's daughter, as we all know, played great free throw line defense yep. and forced the Raptors to shoot 18 from 36 from the line with her screams. So Nav welcomed in his family, as he called it, as he tweeted about it. So it's kind of hard to be mad at him at the same time. They're not family anymore. That They're the family that you don't visit. That's what they are, Nav. You can't have them. You can't have them over at the baseline. You affected the game. Uh, so unfortunately, Nav, our guy, the greatest. And that's and and you could see the love there from uh, from the fam. He is always beloved by opponents, players, and, and teammates, and even families, but not today. Remember we were wondering, had any Raptors players actually addressed the uh, DeRozan's daughter screaming, DR? Uh, and we hadn't yet had heard of from anyone no. but uh soon after we wrapped up the show we got scotty barnes saying well we went 18 for 36 it had to have an effect <laughs> so scotty admits that demar's daughter yelling shook him enough at least on a couple free throws so at least he's honest what are they gonna do tonight though is the question you know i saw united airlines offered to fly dr out to the game personally don't think it's a matter of cost <laughs> yeah, <probably not. laughs> for DeRozan to, to afford one extra flight uh, down to South Beach. Uh, they did say Levine and DeRozan were on ESPN yesterday saying she might get a hall pass for Friday. Oh, wow. At the very least, there's either going to be like a Miami Heat kid there screaming or they're going to go out of their way if DR shows up to, to show her and be like, we can't have any more screaming tonight. Well, that's like screaming is going to become a storyline for tonight already. Oh, wow. You think so? How could it not be? Yeah. Yeah. And it would be like, we saw a lot of Raptors fans saying this, maybe casuals, whatever. Like, why didn't they remove her? Why didn't they remove the yard road, which is an insane thing I'm glad to you brought that up because that is the dumbest I know, thing. but you saw it. Uh, because, of course, I heard it. We can we can poke fun at now, but that, that is the dumbest I know. It's, thing. Yeah. To, to quiet fans? Now we want to quiet I know, fans? I know. Are you kidding? But the the element, of course, of DeRozan and his family is they're in Toronto, right? There's this enough yeah. inviting them, uh, <laughs> you know, to sit with them, right? A uh, little different if it's just in Miami. It's not like uh, the Miami yeah. Heat in the organization or their fans. Why would they care about the DeMar DeRozan <laughs> and whether his family is treated, you know, well? You want to treat them with respect, but... If there's yelling happening and issues there, I think it's going to be handled differently is what I'm saying. I don't know how you handle telling a kid not to scream during a free throw, but it will probably happen. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to quiet DR DeRozan? I mean, I bet you the Heat will try. That's yeah, good. there's actually a couple of good suggestions here in the stream team. Paul says that Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan's kids are going to have a scream off. Oh my They probably God, know each other right. from like preschool back in the yeah. day. Just <laughs> sit next to each other, screaming each other's faces. I would love to see that. Uh, Erwin Orosio says that Box Out Kid is going to show up for the heat. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a, how they shut it down. That's Box Out Man boxes now. Around. Oh yeah, he's a man. I follow him on the gram. He's a man, baby. <laughs> and that's a callback. Callback for the person who boxed out skeets yeah. uh, uh, during a media day. You know what? Uh, another way of going about it is get your home fans to cheer while you're at the oh, free throw line. Facts. Just get it over. This with. is the the Raptors. Otherwise, it was on... a dead. It was a dead arena, and you could hear her. Yeah. But if you have fans cheering. But Herbie's all th- his whole thing. Herbie, who is the uh, you know PA announcer for the Raptors, he has always from for long as I can remember does the uh, you know Pascal Siakam at the line. Shoot it too. <laughs> 
right? He did. He and started. It's like, he started. It's like, why are we getting quiet? We don't yeah. need to be super quiet. You know, and I then th- you can hear a piercing scream from a ten-year-old. I think that goes back to the old Toronto days when Toronto fans didn't know what to do. Toronto fans didn't know how to watch basketball. It's <laughs> they didn't true. know how to clap. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know when to cheer. And I, I listen. I was. I was there. I was there when the the newspapers came out in 1995. This is how you cheer. For a basketball team, <laughs> these are the rules. You're embellishing a little bit, but yeah. these are the, the rules, rules. The rules, yeah. The rules, yeah. yeah. So when the P, I, I don't know if Herbie Coon has been there since day one. I think he has. I would imagine he has. I think he has. But he was probably there in game one in the Sky Dome, saying Carlos Rogers, Shh, shooting two, because yeah, yeah. you're supposed to be quiet, everybody. Although you know what, Carlos Rogers' free throw percentage is pretty bad, as we learned yesterday. Yeah, brutal. Fifty-five percent. Just cheer. Uh, that might help. Anyway, uh, Nav, you're the man. Is a play-in tournament. I take it back. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, not during – like, it's the play-in tournament. And that's why maybe DeMar doesn't bring DR because he's got bigger aspirations than a play-in tournament. He's going to fly his daughter all over the world, <laughs> all over that place. Could be the last game of the season. It could uh, be, yeah. Kuhn served as the arena voice of the Raptors since team's inception, Whew. 1995. There you go. If we're talking about old Raptors, if, uh, uh, let's throw in. Uh, I think Vince Carter should be on the flight with DR DeRozan. Vince Carter, what? Why? Well, DR DeRozan, I think, is going to school today, and then if she comes, is also going to fly to the game. She's got she's got a double dip here, double duty, double shift, school, and getting to the game. Now, Vince Carter in two thousand one, <laughs> Game Seven against Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, he graduated. Yes. He graduated the and then flew the Raptors plane to Philadelphia. In order to lose to the Philadelphia 76ers. Earlier, sti- earlier start time, I believe, in that playoff game, though. That wasn't a night game. I think it was an afternoon game. It was an afternoon game. Yeah. I, I think that's one of those Mandelas that we uh, always I'm going to check, though. Let's, go, let's B-ref that. Uh, while you B-ref that, uh, basketball <laughs> reference. Uh, our last nominee, we talked about family with Navbacha bringing in his family. This is our family. Jerome oh. Cheng. <gasps> Our Jerome is the fourth nominee here on Worst of the Week because during our playback while we were watching the game, Bulls raps. Jerome came on, joined us from Jurassic Park, and I'll tell you why he's the worst in, in a second, but let's see the clip of Jerome joining us. Oh, oh snap. Are we Jerome? live from Jurassic Park? A live Romy Rome? Whoa! Oh, oh, Yes. Yes. And then we were all saying, no, because Jerome came on. A 17-point lead dwindled to 12 points. It's Jerome's fault. The Raps lost. Actually, he was on with us from Jurassic Park, and he was basically saying, this is going to be horrible if they lose this game. He was on on for one minute of gameplay. I know. We were like, get off, man. From the seven-minute mark, essentially, of the third quarter to the six-minute mark, and... Jurassic Park was going crazy at the time, and he he was he was saying, "Oh God, this is going to be awesome. bad." Uh, but listen, we we do things fair here in the studio. We have Jerome to defend himself. Oh my! Hey Jerome, God. what's going on? Well, this classic now is going to tank. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hear you, Jerome. Yeah. Uh, I knew right. this would happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's try uh, one more wait, time. There he is. There he is. There we are. We got it's it. It's always your own people. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. But you were, Hi, you, you were literally, you were saying during your hit from Jurassic Park, we we're excited. I did. And you're saying, oh, gosh, this would be bad if we Not lose because everybody was so high. Not only did I say that, that to time. you, yep. 
um, I said it to everyone that I saw there. I said it to my friend. It looked like it's it's an obvious win. <laughs> I said it to people working at Jurassic Park, telling them, hey, it looks like this is in the bag. Oh, and everyone told me, stop this. You're jinxing this. Don't do this. And you know what? For me personally, this is the world I want to live in, where I actually believe the Raptors can hold a lead. Yeah. I want to believe. I've seen them. I've seen the Vince Carter shot. I've seen us lose to Brooklyn in game seven. I've seen us get swept by the Washington Wizards. <laughs> I've seen LeBronto. Yeah. I've seen DR DeRozan give us the second worst free throw shooting performance in the playoffs. Nothing can hurt me as a Raptors fan. I might as well believe that they are capable of doing things than live in a paranoid life that I can't enjoy a lead. It's <laughs> well said. You're, you're a Teflon. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, <clears throat> that was a blast, obviously, being on playback and, and getting you uh, in. We were extremely as excited as you, as you heard there. We'll be doing playbacks throughout the postseason, so join us. It's easy. Just come on. It's, it's actually a funny story around the DR DeRozan thing. Um, I was roaming around. You, we saw the short um, interviewing fans, talking to them about how things are going. And then one fan came out came up to me thinking like I worked there, like I worked the actual Jurassic Park and was like, who's screaming on the mic? And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't understand. I don't hear it clearly enough in Jurassic Park. Right. Like, no, someone's screaming on the mic every couple of seconds. Can you check in the back to see who's screaming on the mic? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, in, my, in my opinion, I'm like, you are hearing things, sir. Um, <laughs> and then it wasn't until afterward and I found out someone was really screaming on the mic and it was DR DeRozan. And yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> that is how it happened during the game because it was like our WhatsApp messages were like, who's screaming? Yeah, fans were hearing it before yeah. the broadcast picked it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's weird. It's like a girl screaming every time the raps are at the line. And then it, you know, yeah. it, it didn't it, take long to figure out who it was, I guess. Yeah, it more from woman, it felt like. Yeah. 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 And then it got younger and younger. And then there was a child <laughs> screaming. And, and I like I liked Trey's idea here on Friday. We could have a Lowry child versus Damar child in Miami. Scream off. Yeah. And well, here's the other thing. I don't think we're going to be on playback tonight, but we do need to test uh, the Jerome jinx factor of it all. Like once Ooh. there's another big lead in one of these playoff games, <laughs> Jerome's got to jump on and see what happens. And it I, is, I just don't yeah. know how I have power over a history of Raptors playoff basketball. Mm. Hey, man. Look, you're wearing a Raptor shirt. Is that easy? I am. Raptor. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Shout out Legends League. Yeah, we'll test it. I mean, I love the whole part of this too. Like, we're bummed. This guy's ecstatic. He's like, yeah, Jerome, jump on live. Yeah, that's Jurassic the leak if you ask me. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan I, you know went what? into this game and said, I could never be a villain in Toronto. That's what his quote was. Then his daughter screamed through the whole game. The Raptors missed half their free throws and lost because of it. And people think it's hilarious. Yeah. He called his shot yeah. completely. Yeah. Any last words, Jerome, before we let you go uh, get ready for your, your, your next villainous performance? <laughs> um, zero predictions for the rest of the playoffs <laughs> is my plan. I'm just going to enjoy it moving forward. Um, I, I'm actually kind of sad. I was trying to convince uh, or I was thinking about convincing people to just yell raps in one at Jurassic Park. <laughs> but, uh, it wouldn't have turned out well considering how the actual result was. Uh, but yeah. No, no. Uh, let's let's enjoy the playoffs. It, it's you know we love obviously the Raptors getting to compete, 
but it is very stress-free to get to watch the playoffs without your home team. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> the games are a lot so easier to digest. Uh, everybody go check out Jerome's short where he was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, talking to Raptors fans, uh, hey, what's one word? to describe the Raptors season. My favorite thing about that short, Jerome, is you can tell when you're talking to the people because sometimes maybe prior to the game, early in the game when they had the lead, there's a lot more positivity from people in wrapping up the Raptors season and uh, it, it got a little worse. It fell apart very late. Yeah, so yeah. I could talk to people up to like the last couple of minutes and they'd be like, yeah, what a season. This time. Fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> Epic. Fulfilling. It's like, what? <laughs> really? I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for going down. I want to thank you for coming on here and I just want to thank you for ending the Raptors season and our misery. <laughs> I, I, I think it's great. Like, like Trey said, best of the week for, for everybody here. I, we were going to go get hammered by, uh, by the Celtics. This is great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> but, but, uh, Anything I can do. Yeah, Jerome, thanks so much, man. We're going to take a final break. When we come back, uh, we've got Tweet of the Night and Rapid Fire Fun. Don't go anywhere. All right, let's jump right into it. Time for Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Well, I know what you're thinking, Tass Mellis. There's no way we're talking about Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyle Kuzma anymore. No. Kuzma's season, it's over. Dinwiddie, right. he's getting ready for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They got bigger things on their mind. Yep. Absolutely. Getting a bag, getting a ring. Au contraire, mon frère. <laughs> We're talking about Kyle Kuzma versus Spencer Dinwiddie again. Because Spencer Dinwiddie was asked about Kyle Kuzma's comments with regards to him. He had some funny lines as well. Spencer Dinwiddie basically laid out his case for himself as a basketball player. Uh, a bunch of max players were hurt. He scored 20 a game and took his team to the playoffs. Went to the Western Conference Finals with Luka Doncic. He also said he's made the playoffs every year of his career. That was a surprise to me. Oh, wow. Pretty cool. Or at least like the last five or six. But the thing that really got in the news was the last thing that Spencer Dinwiddie said. He said, some people are blessed to be in situations. We don't get mad at Rick Fox for winning a championship with Kobe and Shaq. Some people are blessed. But we can't act like Rick Fox led them to a championship. Oof. I don't think anybody's thinking that. No, I know. We do not get mad at Rick Fox for that. <laughs> but why are we talking about Rick Fox? Rick Fox heard about it. <laughs> oh, Rick Fox has his ear to the ground. So Rick Fox is your tweet of the night from at Rick Fox, who says, <laughs> Hello, Spencer Pidwitty. Hashtag nice to meet you. Thanks for the introduction, Clutch Point Zap. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why did Clutch Point... Okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, definitely, like, Clutch Points had to have done some kind of a post that co- the, copied both Spencer yes. and Rick. Some aggregation. <laughs> yeah. This is a photo I think, of the three captains that at Phil Jackson chose to lead his at Lakers team to back-to-back-to-back championships. Who is at Rick Fox? <laughs> I am! (laughs) Hashtag the other. Hashtag the enforcer. Keys. Hashtag defense wins championships. I was so confused by that Very weird, man. (laughs) Very, very weird. Weird to bring Rick Fox into it. Weird that this is a week-long beef between two role players. Two solid role players. Two X-factors, if you will. Uh, But yeah, Rick Fox wading into a... Mid-card beef <laughs> in the NBA. And honestly, looking great in the picture. He picked a great photo. Kobe, Shaq, and then Rick styling on him, all holding Larry O'Brien trophies. Rick I Fox, I didn't realize he was the captain yeah. alongside yeah. those three, two back in the day. Three-time champ, obviously. Yeah. And uh, he played his part. Lakers fans love Rick Fox. Yeah, oh, as, yeah. As you should. I mean, he was... 
an instrumental part to them winning three in a row. He did not lead them. Yes, Spencer did win. Shaq and Kobe definitely ahead of Rick Fox in the pecking order. But, you know, it takes eight, nine, ten guys to win these things. Yeah, the battle, the the boxing match was between Spencer Dinwiddie and Kuzma, and suddenly you jumped over the rope and threw a stray at Rick Fox for some reason. I, I don't understand why, because in that implication, he's basically saying, like, I'm a third best player, or like, I'm I'm definitely a role player. Like, why, why insert a role player, Rick Fox, you know, being a supporting player into the conversation? Because then you, his whole argument was, I'm better than a role player. I'm a star. That was Spencer Dinwiddie yeah. was, and Rick Fox has won championships as a role player. Spencer Dinwiddie has not won role or championships as a pseudo star. So then it's just, uh, but isn't it's Dinwiddie like, talking about Coos? Yeah, he's saying, "Hey man, you got your chip." Okay. Well, I can't follow this aggregation. He's calling, yeah. yeah, he's calling him the Rick, the Rick Fox of the 2020 Lakers, basically, right? right? Oh, so, that's a compliment. That's a great compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think uh, Spencer Dinwiddie probably underestimated. The affection people have for Rick that, Fox. That's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, I think maybe I did as well. Because once this came out, you can see, like, the quote tweets, the responses. People are like, Rick Fox would be a $100 million player today. Yeah, I've seen that a too. A 3&D player? Maybe so. Uh, but, yeah, Rick Fox is now in the mix. <laughs> Make sure you watch Party Down. Great show. Yeah, I wonder what Rick Fox thinks about the prices of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Well, he thinks they're too high. Everyone does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he thought they were too high when they were pretty cheap. That guy loves eggs. Everybody knows that. Uh, he called himself at Rick Fox. Too. Okay, Who so at Rick Fox? Here's the real you? question. Who? Like, I, I don't think Dinwiddie... Like, I obviously get his point here. He's like saying, Kuzma, you didn't really do shit, okay? Yeah. You're, you're in the right situation. Blessed. You did a small part. You got chipped because of LeBron and AD. Who should he have picked, though, instead of Rick Fox from those back-to-back-to-back you know, Lakers championship mm. teams that maybe like would be a better dig at at Kuzma. Like as we're as we're learning here, as we knew, Rick Fox, he's he's yeah. a captain. He's too too important to, to them. You need to pick someone way worse. Mark Madsen? That's pretty that'd be funny. <laughs> Slava Medbedenko. <laughs> oh, Jordan Farmer? Jordan Farmer? I mean those are later titles. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, that's true. Uh how many did Devin George? <laughs> he won three. Yeah, Devin George, one of the great uh, trade shutdowns of all time. That's what I always remember him for. Oh, man. Three player. What a mistake. That's just a mistake. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, to, to me, yeah, where my mind went, he should try and emulate Rick Fox. I mean, that would be awesome if he could be a third player on a team. That would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> like, you'll go look at Rick Fox's stats, and I've heard Rick Fox uh, talk with their man, Lang. Uh, before uh, he used to say, I mean, I could get my. He was a 15 point per game guy with the Celtics before he joined the mm-hmm. Lakers. He could get his. Mm-hmm. Then he's joined up. They won. Spencer and Kuz, that's awesome that they did that. And Kuz, that would be great for him if he could do that again, but he's going to sign with the Wizards and it's probably not going to mm-hmm. happen there. But he's going to score 20. They've got three 20 point scores. Anyway, uh, at Rick Fox, always a great follow. <laughs> Echo Fox is this is his uh, e games. I oh, sold it. He sold it. Did off, he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're still called Echo Fox though. 
That'd be awkward. <laughs> Echo Spencer. Echo Dinwiddie. <laughs> okay. Let's start wrapping up this drop podcast with some rapid fire fun. JD's got the questions. We got the answers. Let's do it. Yeah, guys. Uh, we just did about 25 minutes on DeRozan's daughter throwing off the Raptors, screaming every time they attempted a free throw. What's something that would throw your game off, sports or otherwise? Skeets. Rain. When it comes to running. And I say that because the Boston Marathon Monday morning weather forecasts not looking good. Uh oh. Looking like some rain and on top of that, cold rain. Oh jeez. Now, my buddy Jared, who I'll be running with, he loves the rain. Some people do. Obviously it's a lot cooler. Yeah. I hate it. I can't stand wet shoes. Can't stand them. They're sloshing around, dodging puddles. Yeah. Nips getting all chafed. <laughs> Oof. Obviously, I'll have some uh, some either tape on those nips. Mm. Great. Uh, you should try. Like you know, what about like uh, Janet Jackson? Uh, Nora's new Bombas bra. <laughs> yeah, I could try I that. Try that. Uh, but I hate it. And then it's be like, oh, well, you'd rather this than the heat. No, I wouldn't. I love the heat. Really? Wow. I'm an Atlanta boy, baby. Yeah, but are you? Well, I've been here a decade. I yeah, run I outside all the time. Yes. Yeah, but you get soaking in sweat. I don't care. Yeah. You'd rather be wet with sweat. Oh, my God. I I prefer running in really warm, hot weather. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people don't. They prefer the rain, but not me. I hate the rain, so we'll see. Some people are saying, don't worry, skeets. It's going to rain later in the day. You'll be fine <laughs> at 10 a.m. We'll find out. Is it rain or shine? Hell, yeah, it is. Yeah. How much rain? I think maybe they do level? something with uh, th- like lightning and thunderstorms. Yeah, sure, they yeah. probably delay. Sure, sure, sure. I'm pretty sure, but rain, yeah, you're running in rain and cold. We'll be watching. Yeah, well, uh, good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks. So is that, it's Monday, 10 a.m., you said? Yeah. yeah. Oh, while we're live streaming, while yeah. we're doing our show. Yeah, you can track. I'll give you guys the bib number, sure. and then you can put it up. <laughs> you put can your, see my little thing moving. Put your phone on a selfie <laughs> stick and just yeah. run with it. Oh, you want me to? Just oh, you want me to? have you in the corner. Just You want me to chime in live? Yeah. Why not? I'll have my phone. Let's give it a try. Why not? You can run with your phone. I'll have it in my back pocket. Yeah, yeah. Extra weight. <laughs> I need all the weight I can get. <laughs> helps the, the can we watch that on playback? Don't bring Jerome on while I'm running. I'll probably be winning the marathon. He's going to come on. Oh, Skeets is going to win the Boston Marathon. <laughs> Just can't <control. laughs> All right, Tassie, what's something that would throw your game off? Well, speaking of, as you just said there, Skeets, <laughs> um, mine is using the restroom before exercising. If I don't, um, I I just get gurgly, and I, 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 I this was never a problem growing up. Uh, I always used to play uh, volleyball with a guy named Bill Shudlow that would always, always, always use the restroom before we played. Yeah, and I thought that's weird. It's Twenty years later, that's me. You're doing it. And that's me. Uh, and it feels great. Thanks, Bill, for the suggestion. <laughs> So, yeah, it really throws me off. I don't run as fast. I don't use my phone to use uh, or don't carry my phone to because I don't want any weight. Mm. I don't want any weight. <laughs> you don't want any weight going to the washroom. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Empty, please. I'm an excavator. Uh, Trey, what uh, throws your game off? Well, it's not going to be throwing my game off very much longer because mine is chafed nipples. Mm, well, yeah. I played last night. I played this morning 
What, Hoops. Half, yeah. yeah, halfway through the game today, it was like my nipples were just on fire. Yeah. So wow. in between every game, like pull my shirt up, just air them out. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'll never tape my nipples before playing. No, no, you should. I don't tape my nipples. I use the um, like, like it's, it's almost it's like a, a stick, almost like a glue stick. Yeah. Or like Vaseline almost. That's what you okay, should do. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. Yeah, that does leads me to my second question. Yeah. Doesn't that stain your shirts? Hmm. No, it had, my, no, the one I use doesn't, so I'll get, I'll get you hooked up with uh, the one I got, the stick I got. <laughs> okay, but, I thought you were going to say the shirt. <laughs> Why no. will you never tape your nipples? I don't understand. Just to print, out of principle? Yes. <laughs> guys always do it not brownies. Soft, JD. Why would I tape my nipples? Because <laughs> they hurt? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Tape my ever... I would rather be bleeding from the nipples <laughs> than put a single piece of tape on them. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> Pride is a weird thing. Yep. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, his whole thing is he does brownies I to people know. on the court. So yeah. that's not going to work. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They're readies right now. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking for the stick I purchased to suggest to you. I got it from... It's the it's the basic one. The Paul, Paul Flannery suggested it. Right. Our running friend. He'd know. He knows. Yeah, I he, can't. He runs ultras. Oh, I can't find it, but... Okay. It help, it's weird. It, it's magical. It is. It works really well. Okay. Yeah. You need I, it. I believe it. Or just, just shirts and skins. Or yeah, just I'm always, shirt. always skins. <laughs> but have you always... All-time skins. <laughs> but have you always... You've never had this problem before. I think what happened is my chest got leaner. So mm. my nipples got bigger. Ah. <laughs> chest stayed the same size. Wow. Nipples got bigger. Wait, wow. no. Nipples stay the same size. They look bigger. Nobody, plays, uh, Nobody plays shirts and skins. Very anymore. rare. Very, very rare. Yeah, oh, very that's... rare. But now I get it. People that don't want to tape their nipples but don't want to have chafe nipples. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then they came out with the sticks and everybody said, all right, bring a reversible jersey. Yeah. yeah. Where is that? Interesting. Kids okay. these days are soft. Next one. Taping their nipples. Uh, guys, an eagle-eyed Tasmalis. Notice this week that Harry Styles' number is retired at MSG. Usually he's scanning the crowd for people he knows, but I guess he was looking <laughs> up. Wow, you can no, barely this, see you that barely barely in this photo. Crazy, Holy man. crap, you gotta really there. squint. It's in the back. Harry Styles, number 15. Yep. Yeah, that's a Donovan Mitchell dunk. It was a Getty image used on The Athletic, mm. and I, uh, it was easy to see. Yeah. On The Athletic. Right. I was a little surprised to hear that he had his number retired, but Bon Jovi has a has <laughs> a on. banner. Can I just clarify? It's not actually Harry Styles' like favorite number that is retired. I assume like Bon Jovi, it has something to do with selling out Madison Square Garden, right? I know. Okay, okay. Just as a number, what's the, what's it's the a number? low number. They make it's it sound like it's like Harry's pretty number. Low. Why is it? It's beside Billy Joel. That's one hundred and thirty one. It may have been like fifteen straight nights or something. Like right. That. Uh, well, no. I think Harry signed. So I don't know. Maybe. You're right. Otherwise, 15 is not really that impressive. It, it's his number that's retired in the jersey. <laughs> well, what and you, the, you keep saying Harry's... Like, the, he didn't play for him. Yeah, let's talk about Well, why is there a number there? Because I'm saying yeah, it obviously means something. something. Well, now it's his number. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know it means something, okay. but it's definitely his number, and it's hanging We're trying to the determine whether or not that number should mean anything, though. That yeah. number is literally retired twice for the Knicks. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Dick McGuire and Earl Monroe, they uh, both wore 15, and Harry Styles. What does the 15 mean, though? Maybe they picked 15 one nights at MSG, I called it. Okay. 15 consecutive nights. There good you go. For, good for you, Harry. Monumental. Yeah, and Bon Jovi, Jovi, like I said, has one hanging at the Scotiabanks Arena. So, uh, this dude sold out MSG 15, 15 straight night. night. Didn't Billy Joel do, like, 30? Well, did you see his number up there? 
I, I well, yeah, it's right beside it. Wasn't, it's 131. That the number is that must be wow. how many times right? Yeah, he's, he's played. Wow, yeah, probably. Yeah, not 131 no. straight nights. No, probably not. Okay, here's the que- here's the question. <laughs> Who's another cool. artist that should have their number retired, and where should they hang at Skeets? Um. Okay. Well, I can't. I'm shocked that Drake doesn't have something. Yeah. Hanging in Toronto. You want a quick quick trivia? Quick trivia. Yeah. Okay. There are five other retired, whatever banners artists. in Scotiabank. Oh, in Scotiabank. There are five. Okay, Bon Jovi. Plus Bon, plus bon Jovi. So there's five in addition. Holy crap. So five musical artists. Lot. There's five artists. I'm not going to There's one not. There's two non-musical artists. And Russell Peters. Russell Peters. What a Nailed it. call. Kiss. What a call. No. Rush. Bigger. <laughs> I think I saw Russell Peters. Nickelback. No. That's... The tragically hip. Let's go. Okay. on fire. Let's go. Okay, so those are the last Canadians. Oh, two more musical acts, and then uh, basically an institution. Two more musical. Rolling Stones. Nope. Oh. Uh, British, not Irish, specifically Irish. You too. You too. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. one. Uh, the God, the God do it. the original diva, not original diva, but Whitney Houston. Madonna. No, uh, Madonna. Yeah. Okay. And this an is a channel. It's 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 all the time. Uh, Oprah, see a Canadian one? No, no, no. It's, it's a, a channel. It's ba- it's a, it's the an Magnolia institution. Network? It's a sports entertainment. It's sports entertainment. It's ESPN? hugely popular. WWE. WWE. You got it. You got it. They just retired the whole promotion. Yeah. They they did. They sold out some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But SummerSlam five or six was in the sky though. So that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's your answer? Oh yeah, so Drake. <laughs> Drake. I mean, I, yeah. Like, but I'm amazed it's not already a thing. And I don't know how many times he's performed there, but more like I think they should have something on Drake's seat, where we had Charles Oakley sitting in the other <laughs> night. It should have like a counter on it of how many times Drake actually sits in his courtside seat, <laughs> and it like ticks up every time he sits. And takes in a game. Yeah, that's nice. I, like, I, do you mean like during a game as well? Because he stands up a lot. No, like no. He just <laughs> when he's there, attends a game. It, I can see it now. His seat. It's got the OVO owl logo, mm-hmm. and then the number in it of how many times he's actually had his little ass in that seat. Just, <laughs> hey, you want to, speak, to bring it full circle, I once showed my nipples to Drake. <laughs> I got on your shoulders at a weekend, the first ever oh, weekend performance, and Drake was up in the balcony, yeah. Oh, yeah. and chicks were doing it. Yeah. So we're like, oh, we thought it'd be funny if we like got his attention, and I flashed him my nipples. True wow. story. Showstopper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he seemed to smile. <laughs> were they taped? <laughs> they weren't. Oh. No, no, no. was uh, that day. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, speaking of Charles Oakley sitting in Drake's seat during the playing game, he was wearing an OVO owl jacket. Yes, I wonder if yes, that's yes. Uh, part of the requirement, part of the deal. You <laughs> have to sit in the seat, you wear an owl. It's draped on the chair. You have to put it on <laughs> yeah. in yep. that chair. Tassie! Well, it's funny you bring up the weekend. I'm going to throw the weekend up there yeah. because Canada has claimed Drake plenty, mm-hmm. but as an extension, get on this weekend claim. <laughs> Abel is Canadian, but they haven't really... It's not really known it's as not well. Known, as, yeah. No, not as much. Just claim him. Uh, you got to throw them up there, uh, yeah. And we were at uh, the weekend's first concert. That's a yeah. I, that's a, a name at the mo- drop. At the mod club. The mod yeah. club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so, a fun ass show. He was raw. He was young. He was nervous. It was it was fantastic. There used to be a bar, an after hours bar that you could go always see him at. I forget the name of it, but it was a different time. But yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's. 
I'm sure I'm sure people out there on the stream team right now, if you pulled them, how many people would know that the weekend is Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. Claim them. Throw them up there. Why the heck not? <laughs> they claim them. <laughs> claim them. Claim them. Okay. Uh, t- uh, Trey. Those are good answers. <laughs> this one's not. Because <laughs> I actually don't know who's getting their number retired from this clip. It's a clip from Dawson's Creek that's been going around. Oh, I love this. On Twitter uh, this week. And it's James Vanderbeek throwing a <laughs> basketball at Josh Jackson's head. Oh, <laughs> it's him in the face. And the ball rockets right into the camera. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's incredible. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe you're retiring uh, Dawson's number. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the director. Maybe Pacey's number for getting hit in the face, but uh, it's good. And do you be- do you believe that was one of those like, uh, like rubber balls that like you just buy looked, for a dollar ninety nine? Yeah, a, that you would give to a yeah. child grocery store or something like that. That like you could really bounce because that can't be a real 100%. ball. It rockets off his face. <laughs> yeah. very very yeah. fast. Yeah, so it's got to be or like great CGI. <laughs> it's definitely not CGI. Yeah. It's Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek. We blew the complete CGI budget on this one shot. <laughs> Joshua Jackson, also Canadian. There you go. Claim them. Claim them. Claim them. Claim them. I mean, you're retiring all, WWE. Just retired Joshua Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last oh, one. Uh, moving over to baseball, the Baltimore or- Orioles have a weird home run celebration. Yep. Um, here's a here's a shot of it. I don't, not the oh, clip okay, because it's MLB, and I don't want I don't I don't <laughs> want to deal with it. Uh, but it's uh, it's called the Homer Hose, not to be confused with the Dong Bong. <laughs> I don't well, know. That's that, a great name. It is a. It should be the Dong <laughs> the Bong. bong. <laughs> uh, basically, when a player returns to the dugout, they chug a bottle of water through a beer bong. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why not? Uh, we used to always have debates that you could get drunk off water if you drank enough of it. Mm. <laughs> sure. I believe it. Yeah. Really? Water poisoning's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Water's weird. Yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> it's only 500 mil, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're thirsty anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't really get that. I know. Point, to I'm, be honest. I, it's kind of stupid. I, I sort of agree. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, well. So. Yeah, it's too much water, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dumb. It's like... It's, anyways, it'd be cooler to do the Stone <laughs> Cold box. with two uh, yeah. water bottles. And yeah, give they you will. a hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good yeah, one. No, that should be my Ooh. answer. It's also it's baseball. It should just be a beer. Why not? Yes, that's why it. not. Yes, right. You just hit a home run. Your work is done, basically. <laughs> <laughs> At least for yeah, a good ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, what's a team celebration you'd like to see skates? Well, I would like to see this on the basketball court. After a big shot, maybe as they're going into a timeout, because you need some time to celebrate, of course. But it's a it's a celebration from a different sport, mm-hmm. from a video game of our Ute. Remember the Blades of Steel goal celebration? I think we have a clip. Wow. When you would score in Blades of Steel. Oh, no. Get out of here, Sorry, Clipper kid. Clipper, bro. Uh, when you would score in this, the guy that scored the goal would go to the little bottom of your screen and just like pump his stick in the air while the other four created a perfect box around him and sort of just sort of skated on the spot. So I think if you did that exact celebration in any other sport, football in the end zone would be fun, basketball after a big shot, I think it would look hilarious. (laughs) And I think enough people, older people, would be like, that's the Blades of Steel celebration. 
That's the blades of steel right there. I love the goalie furious. <laughs> hey! <laughs> this thing don't work. I, in, in grabbing that clip this morning, holy crap. Memories. The sound of that oh, game. Oh, God, it's awful. It's awful, but it's mm-hmm. just like took me back oh, yeah. immediately to playing the game. It's crazy. Just the sound, not even watching it. <laughs> the the selection nice. on the screen, one player or two players, mm-hmm. and TNT. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 that the dumb intro fan song. Time. Yeah. That's the crowd. The roar of the crowd. Is Some uh, NBA team should pipe that in when somebody's at the line. <laughs> the Blades all... of Steel yes. crowd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tassie. Um, uh, that was a good one. I'm going to go with the opposite. Uh, a celebration that should be stopped in baseball specifically. The forearm bash. I think it's got to stop. You don't like the bash? I love the bash. I'm surprised that someone hasn't got hurt, like bone to bone. That's why. That's why. That's why I want to take it away. I'm, I'm not, not sure shocked. what you're talking. Let's say they bash their. They go. They go. Oh, yeah. They go. They try and go meaty to meaty. Bone. Like let's say. Yeah, you get, yeah. let's, I got no meat. Yeah. Well, so let's. Bone. Yeah. Actually, I take it all back because you've got a beer bony and we didn't get injured. No. And, I, and I tried to go bone to bone. I just. I just thought initially. Obviously, usually the forearms are big. You go. You know, meaty, muscly part to muscly part of the forearm, <laughs> right. no problem. Yeah. We're going back to Maguire and Conseco. They yeah. still do it all the time. I'm shocked, but I was just shocked that no one got injured, and I tried to do it with my wife. I think we it's did more it like unlike or because they wind up. Yeah, that's true. You know when the guys do like the sh- almost the shoulder and shoulder link up. Yeah, you, know? you see that in some sports. Yeah. That one, I'm always like, feels like you can dislocate know, dislocate your shoulder, your shoulder or something. Yeah, too hot. yeah, exactly. But anyways, okay. I take it back. Because because we did a little even bone to bone action, no one got hurt. Here so. you throw you throw up both yours and we'll double bash it here. No oh, double bash. Here we go. Oh, this is what do you mean? It's not oh, been so done separately. No no no. no you, th- you, you gotta be up. like. Oh, you just, just went yards. Okay, you gotta come at me. Sure. Yeah, you gotta come at me hard though. All right, I you guess just, I'm going left arm. All right, here we go. Left arm? Yeah, yeah. You gotta swing it. Okay. Here we go. You want us to break your arm? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's how hard they swing. Mellis goes deep. Bang! Yeah, cool. it doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> Keep it. I, I, take it. I take it back. <laughs> it's actually good. I think yeah. my arm's broken. Mm. guess there's a reason it's been around <laughs> for so shattered. long. <laughs> all right, Trey. Yeah, I want a team to line dance on the sideline. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, remember there was like that recent picture of the Bucks. They were all like sitting cross-legged. Yeah. Uh, that's a cool thing when like people sit cross-legged in baseball. Like somebody gets a base hit, you do like a bop, yeah. bop, switch yeah. it up. Yeah. Just stand. Do a full boot scoot and boogie. <laughs> I honestly think it should be the Nuggets that do it. Bruce, Bruce Brown, Brown, the man's a cowboy. Yeah. Mm. DeAndre Jordan, he thinks he's a cowboy as well. And then, of course, Nikola Jokic is the most horse-associated <laughs> right. superstar we've ever had in the NBA. <laughs> he's the leading horseman out there. So I would love to see them uh, doing some moves on the sideline. It's a, a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Look it's amazing. A, yeah. If like the like somebody hit a big corner three and the bench stood up and did like a couple <laughs> dance line or, uh, line dance moves, yeah, it'd be amazing. We we brought it up uh, recently. The guy who's famous for it on Instagram, like that, he's solo dancing, but it's kind of a line dance. A uh, clog guy. Is it Clog Guy? I don't know. Oh, the guy who's he's just so smooth with it. Oh, the blue shirt, oh, the blue shirt guy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is so smooth I with love it. that guy. <laughs> I don't get hooked often on Instagram, but that guy gets me every time. I'm watching <laughs> That guy's got boobs. <laughs> yeah, they call him Blue Shirt Guy. Clogger, yeah. <laughs> Clogger, yeah. Creek Clogger? Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah. Zeb yeah. Ross is his name. That boy can clog. <laughs> 
Keep going. This no, is good. No, this, this is long. This is, this is, this is too long. The playoffs are starting. Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> Let's call it there. Let's hear, especially that last one. I think you guys are gonna have some great answers. I'm sure you got them going in the stream team. Drop them in the YouTube comments. Tweet them in at No Dunk Sync. What's a team celebration you would like to see adopted? Let us know. New No Dunks coming tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to do a little Saturday morning podcast. I think we're going to get some entertaining games here in the play-in games tonight. So we'll have one for you tomorrow morning. You can join us live if you want. Ballpark, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. We'll let you know on Twitter when we're going live. Just make sure you subscribe, and then you get alerted when we're going live. Otherwise, guys, um, I won't see you for a couple days. Yeah, have a great marathon. Until I yeah chime in while I'm running <laughs> live. Uh, I'll be in Boston for a couple days, but these guys will be holding it down come Monday when we're talking about the NBA playoffs. Great timing on my part. Great timing on the Boston so Marathon. You got part. time, man. You're going to miss like one game a series. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Marathon starts when you too, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to listen to you guys talk about them, though. So, yeah. That's Are you running a Hawks week. jersey? Running a Hawks jersey. Running a Hawks jersey? Boston oh, Marathon? Wow, I'd get like pelted with, pelted with stuff. He'll <laughs> be booing Make me Make it go faster, time. though. People chasing <laughs> <laughs> the crowd just furiously throwing down at me. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, maybe, uh, guys, uh, enjoy the opening weekend of the NBA playoffs. Again, we'll see you tomorrow or on Monday, whenever we see you next. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, stream team. What would be your celebration if we all stream together? Subscribe. Oh, subscribe. That's, that's better than what I was thinking. Click, Click the button. Quick, quick yeah. celebration. <laughs> Brace the weekend, people.